This is Vincent, and you're listening to Liberal Lies, Liars, and True Believers. We all know that liberals lie. They lie all the time, and their friends in the media lie too. Their uninformed true believers claim that liberals are the smartest people in the room, but facts prove that wherever they have power, there's only failure. Our mission is to expose their lies, to stand up to their lies, and to keep our freedom. It must be so hard being a member of the mainstream media right about now. Really hard, don't you think? And it's going to get even harder once this latest phony impeachment scam is all over. Come on, you can admit it. Go ahead. I sure don't envy you. You actually have to work again. When Donald Trump was in the White House, the stories almost wrote themselves. It seemed like every day something big was happening that you could talk about. You could appear breathlessly in front of the cameras and talk about Russian collusion or Stormy Daniels or impeachment. It was so easy. The hardest part of your day was to try to remember if collusion was spelled with one L or two L's. Sure, it was hard sometimes, like when you had to actually admit that the economy was great, but you never had to give Trump credit for that. You simply said that Obama was responsible for it, and everyone on the left would nod their heads and agree with you. Since facts don't really matter to most people on the left, your job was easy, very easy. You could say anything you wanted, and hardly anybody would ever disagree with you. Certainly, nobody on the left would disagree with you, that's for sure. No major newspapers, with the exception of the Wall Street Journal and a couple of others, would ever disagree with anything you wrote, no matter how foolish and simple-minded it was. And only a few cable TV stations would disagree with you either. You had clear sailing no matter what you said, and all of the phony fact-checkers would agree with everything you said or wrote, too. And then there were the never-Trumpers. There were a lot of them, and you interviewed them a lot, and you quoted them, too. Now, of course, now that Joe Biden is in the White House, you're pandering to the never-Trumpers even more. You're hoping that Trump supporters will listen to them, and maybe one of them will strike a chord and make everyone who supported Donald Trump come to their senses and denounce him once and for all. They'll realize that Mitt Romney or Jeff Flake or John Kasich are the real Republican Party, and they're willing to work with Democrats, Democrats like Bernie Sanders and the Birdbrain Bartender and the Squad, the people who really control the Democrat Party. And then they can compromise their way to the glorious socialist state that we all want and deserve. And talk about avoiding disaster just when it looked like nothing was going to work when it looked like Donald Trump was going to do the unthinkable and win the 2020 election in a landslide, you were saved by the coronavirus. What a stroke of luck for you. You were given a wonderful weapon, and you used it every chance you got. You blamed President Trump for the virus, and your strategy worked. Joe Biden won the election. It took a massive effort by you, but it happened. Hillary was vindicated, and Barack was too. The massive social media companies, they helped too. And mail-in ballots, they didn't hurt either. But you pulled it off. You got rid of your hated enemy. And now all you have to do is make sure that he can never run for president again. Because you know in your hearts that he could win in 2024. And you can never let that happen. If impeachment doesn't work, 
you'll try something else. You'll hope against all hope that he'll be convicted of some crime, even a made-up crime if that's what it takes. You'll do anything to get him. Anything. And if you can't get him, you'll attack his supporters. Democrats are about to introduce a bill that will go after what they're calling domestic terrorists. You people in the media, you love this bill. The bill says America must use all of its resources to hunt down white supremacists and Nazis and eliminate them. They're using strict guidelines in this bill to identify these terrible people and to prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law. White supremacists and Nazis are more dangerous to Americans than Russia or China or Iran, more dangerous than anything, including space aliens. Only people they think are white supremacists and Nazis will be investigated. Now, they don't have any guidelines yet to identify these people, but as the old saying goes, we'll know them when we see them. Clearly, anyone wearing a MAGA hat must be a Nazi or a white supremacist. Now, that's an easy one. You see someone wearing the hat, and you arrest them and drag them off to prison. But anyone who voted for Donald Trump is probably a white supremacist, too, don't you think? They can look at the voter rolls, then, and find these people. There's only about 74 million of them. What to do with all of them could be a bit of a problem, but maybe a good starting point would be to try to take away their right to vote. After all, they have very obviously proven that they don't deserve to vote. And one thing I've noticed lately is that a lot more people are watching you. CNN is even beating Fox in the ratings now. I think a lot of people on the left are watching because they're hoping Joe Biden will bring the country together. And you've told them over and over that he will. And that's one of the things that's making members of the media very anxious because President Biden, or should I call him President O'Biden, isn't bringing anybody together. I don't envy you. You've made up a lot of lies in the past four years, but those lies were easy because a lot of your viewers really wanted to believe them. Not as many as you hoped for because you were way behind Fox News in the ratings then. But now, viewers are giving you a second chance. Your ratings are way up. People are watching, and you're struggling to cover up for your president. It's really hard work, isn't it? This is a lot tougher than you thought, isn't it? This is heavy lifting, and you're not used to that. It was a lot easier to cover up for President Obama and all of his failures, wasn't it? You were really good at ignoring failure then, weren't you? You had eight long years of practice. No matter how many times his administration failed with the economy, foreign policy, defending the people in our embassies, or anything else, you masterfully covered it up. You were wonderful at covering up incompetence then. Oh, it was hard work, but you did it, and it was worth it. The Obama administration was even tough on the press. They kept secrets, and if a reporter had the audacity to leak any of those secrets, they were punished. Look at all the examples of reporters being spied on and threatened by that administration. Even die-hard liberal reporters were not comfortable with the way they were treated. But they took the punishment because they believed in the fundamental change promised by Obama, even when they discovered that that change that he promised would have taken away their freedom and the freedom of all Americans. It was about fairness then, and social justice and equality of outcome, and giving up freedom was a reasonable price to pay 
for those idiotic ideas. But then Donald Trump became president and everything changed. All of a sudden, the stories were easy. Yes, you media fools complained that Donald Trump threatened you when he called you the enemy of the people. But he never spied on you, at least that we know of. He never tried to hide anything from you either, as opposed to Obama, who hid everything. President Trump was the most transparent president in history. Members of the press, they were like fishermen who cast out their net and the net came back overflowing with fish. Only when the press threw out their nets at President Trump, they came back filled with quotes and stories and ideas. In fact, there were so many things in their nets that in a single day, the topic of their stories could change a half dozen times. It was so easy. And maybe, just maybe, you all got a little lazy. Because you can see how much members of the media are struggling as you try to cover up for all of the terrible and stupidly irrational things that President Joe Biden is doing. He's not making things easy for you, is he? He's no great speaker, so he can't help you there. He isn't eloquent at all. And he isn't one of the great thinkers of our time either unless you think that Rob Reiner or Bruce Springsteen are Rhodes Scholars. You didn't sign up for this, did you? You didn't sign up to hear his press secretary, Jen Psaki, say, I'll have to circle back to you on that, over and over, as she tries to answer questions from a press that, with few exceptions, are asking the easiest questions ever heard at a press briefing. And still, even with the mostly easy questions that they're asking, she painfully struggles to answer them in a way that doesn't make her and the administration look foolish and dishonest. It's very hard to convince all those new viewers that circling back is a good answer to anything. Maybe having a big audience isn't a blessing after all. Members of the media have had to fall back on their tried and true response to everything that they don't have an answer to. You're a racist or an insurrectionist. Joe Biden is opening up the border. It was a terrible idea when Obama did it, and it's an even worse idea now. Because the illegals can bring in the COVID-19 virus, and they take jobs, too, when millions of Americans are out of work. Even the dishonest media are having a very hard time justifying this totally irrational and dangerous policy. So they don't even try. You don't like open borders? You're a racist. You don't want people bringing in the virus. You're a racist. You don't want illegals taking jobs from Americans. You're a racist. I'm embarrassed for members of the media. They must know how irrational they sound. They know they look foolish. They know it would have been a simple matter to get the virus under control first and then try to open up the borders. But Joe Biden couldn't wait to open the borders. And Jen Psaki can only circle back to the media so many times as she tries to cover up with an answer that sounds reasonable when everyone knows there is no reasonable answer. They all look foolish, and the press loses even more credibility, and they have very little of that left. And most members of the media aren't even trying to defend the ridiculous idea that boys should compete against girls in sports. For years, they've tried to tell us that there's no difference between men and women. But that whole stupid idea is falling apart, except maybe on Twitter, where the really stupid people gather to insult our collective intelligence. Like it or not, reality insists that you just can't choose your sex. Biology chooses it for you. 
and the only circle that applies here is the one you draw with your index finger pointing at your head. It means you're crazy if you believe it. And killing 11,000 jobs on your first day in office by stopping construction of the Keystone Pipeline wasn't a very good idea either. Even union leaders were upset with that one. I mean, why do it now? It's a terrible time to do it. The press can't say anything to make this one look good. And on top of everything, now the gas will be driven through the city streets and on trains instead of a much safer pipeline. You can only write so many stories trying to justify dumb policies or to sit in front of a camera and try to make them look reasonable. And there are so many other issues that no matter how much you try, you just can't make them look good. Sooner or later, you guys are going to crack. Sooner or later, people are going to get wise. And once again, your viewers and your readers will go somewhere else to get their news. And then you'll be back again, alone, in ratings hell, with hardly anybody watching. Joe Biden, he promised plans. But we're all starting to realize that there are no plans. He doesn't have any plans. His only policy is to give in to the most radical elements of his party. And even a dishonest press like you can't make him look good. This must be so hard for you. You must spend a lot of time cursing President Trump for losing. And if you aren't, you will be soon enough. It's just too much work to defend all of these irrational policies, especially for a president who won't even answer questions from you. This must be getting very old very fast. Frankly, I don't know how you do it. My hat is off to you for even trying, even though I think you're a bunch of dishonest, anti-freedom hacks. I'd love to hear the conversations at some of those fancy parties you all attend. Do you all try to talk each other off the ledge? Do you console yourselves and wonder how long you can keep on covering up for this loony administration? What are the odds of a major meltdown coming soon? Pretty good, I think. We all know that you can't take this much longer. Even you can't keep lying to the American people with a straight face. You're probably running out of things to tell your shrinks already. Eventually, you and your friends are simply going to lose it and sound like the blithering idiot you are. Maybe we'll see some TV talking head just get up and walk off the set, screaming that he or she just can't keep telling lies anymore. Maybe that'll be a good thing. I bet it would be a lot easier and less stressful to report the truth, wouldn't it? And to do it in an unbiased way? No more lies, no more taking sides, just the plain truth. Maybe you could even sleep peacefully at night. Wouldn't that be nice? No more troubled dreams. No more having to drink yourself to sleep. Why don't you try it? Just try it. Give truth a chance. Tell the truth about Democrats and Republicans, too. That's all we want. We want to trust you. That's all we ever wanted from you. Please, just give it a try.